to be inspired through authentic conversations that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Welcome everyone to On Everyone's Lips. My name is Chelsea J. My name is Lindsay J. My name is Monique, a.k.a. Mo, and we are the ladies of OBL. Yes, and we are glad you guys chose to listen to us. Um, today, we have a special guest with us. Um, we have Ms. Shatia Blunt. Um, if you have been following with us, she was with us for, in season two on the episode of Breaking These Stigmas. Um mental health, is that right, ladies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, breaking, yeah, breaking the stigmas of mental health. Yeah, so we have her here again with us today. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce Shatia. Um, she is a licensed psychotherapist and certified professional coach working to make therapy culturally accessible to black people. She is the CEO, founder, and clinical director of I and Me LLC, a psychotherapy company focused on the mental health needs of black people across the diaspora. She has a natural gift for helping people gain clarity around complex topics and philosophies and making the unknown known when it comes to themselves. She is known for her realness and out-of-the-box thinking. It is our pleasure to welcome Shatia Blunt to the studio. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. For round two, we had to have you back. It was so good the first time. Um, So today's show, it is centered around mental health. The title of the show is I'm fine, thanks for asking. In this episode, we are sitting down talking to Shatia Blunt, who is a licensed therapist, as we just introduced, and we're gonna talk all things mental health, such as suicide, the effects of social media on adults and adolescents, and we're gonna dive into so much more. So sit back and relax and enjoy some juicy conversation that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Yep, yep, y'all. Welcome back again, Shatia. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes, we are so happy to have you here. So, since we are talking about mental health, um, I definitely thought that we would dive right in. And let's um, just talk about some some juicy things that's been going on. How do y'all feel about the um, Will Smith incident? Since that seems to be like a main topic of discussion. We've been hearing about it for weeks and weeks. Um, as you all know, which I know everyone around the world knows now, because they call it the slap heard around the world. <laughs> slap gate. Um, right. And I don't know, was it a slap or a punch? Like, what do y'all it think was it, was? it was? It was a slap. It was a slap? Was a slap? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Perfect form. Okay. <laughs> a big slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he walked off the stage smooth. Like, it was like, you know. Like, you, you right. that's all I Exactly. <laughs> um... But how do y'all feel? Because, like, I just feel like lately, like, Will Smith and his marriage has been, and Jada have been at the center of attention now. Like, first of all, what did y'all think about that, the, the slap? What's y'all's opinion on that, first of all, foremost? Um, I think that you just n- never know where people's mind states are or where they at mentally. Because um, the joke wasn't even that funny. Um, when you listen to it, but it was very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I don't know. I don't I don't think we're in a position to like be shaming him, talking bad about him. I mean, you just never know what was what's going on. What about you, Mo? Yes, I I I agree with that. You know, I have two minds on the on the situation. Um, 
you know, the first my first reaction is no, you you cannot just go around slapping people. No way. Mm-hmm. You know, no sir. Yeah. Um, but then also because we're talking about mental health and there is definitely some type of breakdown that was going on to cause that. So that's mm-hmm. where I start thinking about what was the root of what happened because that joke was not it wasn't funny, but it wasn't that bad either. Mm-hmm. You know, so um and you know, initially he laughed at it, he looked at Jada and then, you know, that's when everything ensued. I was just after seeing it so many times, I'm just thinking like, Jada, why didn't you say, where are you going? What What are you doing? You know, like maybe snap him out of it. Like not her responsibility. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> everybody is responsible for their own actions so Mm -hmm. I do I do agree with that um it's just you know just thinking about all the fallout and everything that's happened I guess I was just so like why why did that have to happen you Mm -hmm. know but um I just really feel like that it was a mental health breakdown that's what Mm -hmm. I feel like it was it was a it was a breakdown in front of millions of people Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's sad because you know he's super talented you know and and it's just he's had such a great career and to see all of this going on but I do I'm gonna wrap it up the last thing I do want to say is that I do feel like the it was displaced anger it was all of their business that they that they have been putting out you know and I feel like if you are putting your business out there you need to be ready for whatever comes with that and I understand that initially it's like you know, she felt like, oh, we can help people with the things that we've gone through, and that's 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 fine because you probably can. If but it on, remains in that exactly. Context. But on the flip side of that, you're opening yourself up to people to say whatever they want about your situation because you're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I, you know, how I feel about it. So I don't know all the details, but to your last comment, I think it's presumptuous to believe that because you put something out on your show that now everybody knows that it's a sensitive topic, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be that he was making an actual G.I. Jane joke Mm -hmm. and he didn't know that she had come out about alopecia. That's that's what I was thinking. And so it's presumptuous and Mm -hmm. kind of egotistical. Because celebrities don't follow celebrities. Yeah. I'm sure they don't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, um, a lot of celebrities came out and said, oh, I didn't know she had alopecia. Mm-hmm. I just learned this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guess I was speaking on that from the point of will far as the displaced anger because of everything that they have put out there. Yeah. And that's the build up to that slap. So it, I think it, it is the epitome of emotional dysregulation on display, right? Mm-hmm. Like he felt something and he did not know how to manage his emotions. He didn't have a, a skill set for that. And he acted out in violence, which um, oftentimes men do uh, because they, for various reasons in, in terms of masculinity, what's acceptable, what's not. Um, so I do think that it was a you know breakdown in his ability to access his coping, right? What rubs me, personally and professionally, is um, the explanation he gave shortly thereafter, like, love will make you do crazy things. Um, That piece was a lack of responsibility for his own behavior. You know, love, in its essence, does not make you slap another man in protection in that in that instance you know and so if he wanted in my opinion if he wanted to 
protect his wife. He wife he could have held her, grabbed her hand, consoled her because she did give nonverbal cues to say that she was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to go and then cause harm to someone else is a um, weird way, for lack of a better word. It's not the most effective way to to protect her in that in that instance. And so it shows the disconnect between them yes. um, because he immediately went to a place where he felt more comfortable and more in control because it shows how the dynamic in his relationship, he feels that he has a lack of control. Wow. So mm-hmm. it is displaced. Yes. Um, and so he, uh, people are calling him a bully, of which I think so. Like he, he sized him up. He understood what the context was. He had a flood of emotions at the time mm-hmm. that he didn't know how to process, and it triggered him to do something. And the thing that is the most healthy, he couldn't do because yes. of whatever is happening in the in the back end that we don't. I know just want to make a quick comment to what she said, real quick. Um, I love what you said because um, my significant other said the same thing he said in that moment what he should have did was you know hugged her or grabbed her hand or stood up and hugged her in front of everybody which would have showed the world like you know Mm This is okay, you know. You know, you, we're okay with this comment. Not that we're okay with yeah, it. Yeah, not that it's okay. That not, the, com- the right. comment is hurtful. Jokes right. hurt, right? Exactly. Like talk about but I'm, I'm gonna love you through it. We look you know. back at the yes. dozens. We look at like how joning. We yes. look like right. that is yes. a part yeah. of yes. the culture. Chris Rock, he's at work. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. The type of comedy that he practices is this type of comedy. Yes. So yes, it was hurtful, um, and maybe he didn't know that it hit deep you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and it hit deep and I think a better response for Will Smith to protect his wife Mm -hmm. and protect black women because how he centered the um the 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 speech the acceptance speech he named all of the women on the set or whatever that he had to protect right so he's feeling extremely vulnerable and in in order to reconcile that in the in the moment he draws upon elements of toxic masculinity to then you know um center himself as as a protector when he is really a fragile man at that moment which is okay who who is having these emotions that he doesn't know how to process Mm -hmm. and the world i get it from his standpoint the world doesn't let him sit there and be sad he feels that he needs Mm -hmm. to go and do something so it's a very complex earlier like (laughs) we want to talk about this is you know there's a lot of complex um factors that 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 all play out um but at the end of the day i think it was the ineffective way so that's what i kind of deal with not necessarily right or wrong but um ineffective and on a larger scale it's kind of embarrassing um Mm -hmm. because the oscars has been you know um criticized for being uh so white you know oscar so white Mm -hmm. and so now we got black men on the stage smacking smacking well see and see for me i don't um i don't i definitely don't (laughs) judge him um because yes i i think one time i was listening to something and um tarana burke who Mm -hmm. is like the leader of the me too movement she was saying something and she said a beautiful and i can't say this is verbatim what she said but she said something like i hate the the 
line that says sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me because yeah. words do actually words hurt, hurt. Words and hurt. whether you want to believe it or not people are affected by the words that you say the only thing that i would say in this case is that we don't really know if chris walk knew that yeah. that jada pinkett had alopecia so in that sense i feel like hey i can't judge will on how he reacted i wish that because i'm okay with him protecting his wife i think at the end of the day that's what I mean. But was does. she in danger? No, she wasn't. Right, this, like so, you is, have to think about the this is how the I levels of protection. Him protecting her. This is what I think should have been done. Because, like I said, my best friend and I have a totally <coughs> different thing. I'm not a confrontational person. I am someone that would rather yes, I'll talk to you. I would rather talk about it, whatever. So that's never that's not something that automatically goes into my nature where I'm like, oh yeah, I want to. However, she's a fiery person. She's like, no, I liked it. I like that he went up there. So what I would have done if I was Will, and like I said, you never know because you're not in the situation, so you don't know. But I would have been okay with him even during a commercial break or even after the awards if he would have pulled Chris Rock to the side and been like, hey, you know what? My wife felt some type of way about what you said. Um, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, you would have apologized. Exactly. From a mental health standpoint, yes, the bare bones of it, as Mo mm -hmm. said, displace anger. Yes, he is mad at Jada. Right, and at that time, you you're know, not thinking, and that's why I said I can't judge him because who knows what you would do whenever you are. Well, a, you, you should know, you should time. know what you would do, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I said it's emotional emotional dysregulation. Yeah. He felt something, yeah. and a lot of times we as people, when we feel something, we want to project it onto everybody oh, else because mm -hmm. we can't sit. With, with what's happening inside of our bodies. And so we have to, we have to do, right. right? So that's why people talk about like mindfulness practice, breathing, all mm -hmm. of that stuff. Because sometimes your anxiety, your fear, all this stuff Affects just, yeah. it, and that's it rises. Maturity, but you, and you yeah. would be surprised how many people don't have that stopping point though. Some I'm people, surprised? I know. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, got, yeah. I got a whole yeah, career. And, people, <laughs> and yes, people don't know how to do that. Like that is that is the reality. People some people go straight to no, I wanna I wanna box it out. I wanna you know what I'm saying I'm about to get physical and so that's why I said I don't know like what got him to that point. But yes, I think everybody and physical release is important, right? Yeah. But to harm another person. Yeah. And then yeah. you have to look at it like like protection, yes, mm -hmm. we all have that level, yeah. right? But when your level starts here, that's a problem. Yeah, you know, like if if Chris Rock went over there and smacked, I can't curse. If he smacked Jada, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now it's a fight, right? right? But right. he said something that was hurtful. Mm -hmm. Is this the proper and you know like response we'll... given given the infraction? And I... Oh yes, yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's certainly a hot topic and it's been at the forefront. <laughs> so yes. Yes. So now that we um that you know, that was definitely a good topic, but let's get into, you know, the the show. Um and the first thing that we wanted to touch on was suicide. Mm. Um that's a very, very heavy topic. But um what do you think in your line of um, expertise and study and, and work, what do you think is the number one cause of, of suicide? So I really thought about this question for a long time and how I was going to answer it. And so um, I want to ask you all first. You know I like to ask questions. What do you all think? Why do people want to die? Um... 
And we kind of talked about this. We did. About our theory behind suicide. I believe that at that point that a person wants to commit suicide, have committed suicide. I feel like in that moment, it was like an uncontrollable mental um, space that they've gotten in. Um, don't know how to handle it. Either it's new or it's reoccurring. They don't know how to cope with it. I think it's just a mental, a mental space, a bad mental space. I think that um, I think that the pain is so great. Whatever the pain is, whatever the cause of the pain is, the pain is so great that they just want the pain to stop, and that necessarily they don't want to die, but they want the pain to stop. And so, you know, they, you know, of course, they think if they're not here anymore, you know, there's no more pain. So that's where, you know, um, you know, it's a, of course, it's, you know, it's a mental, mm-hmm. I mean, I would think it's a mental, but I don't know. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's the pain. That's what I feel like. What, what caused somebody to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And even though they know they have people that love them. And it's not about the people that love them. It's about them and whatever they're going through. They want that to stop. Sometimes it is about it is. the people. Oh, that love okay. Them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So sometimes, like people who contemplate dying by suicide, right? Oftentimes, feel like they are a burden mm. to the people that love them mm. because of whatever life circumstances that they have or may have difficulty coping with. So sometimes the decision or the thoughts around it is, if I'm not here anymore, this person will be happier, Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes it's feeling like they're a burden. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, depression. I mean, a deep, a very, very deep depression. Um, Yeah, not feeling heard, not feeling wanted. And just thinking that, hey, if I'm not here, everything will be better. Those are the things that I've, you know, heard people, if they've written suicide letters. Mm-hmm. So those those would be my so, thoughts. So all of that, that's true. Like, there's no, like, known cause, right? There are risk factors as it relates to suicide. Many of them are prior suicide attempts or knowing people who have died by suicide. Um, but ultimately, it is a, like, chronic hopelessness, like, an in. Uh, inability to experience joy or foresee joy at any moment um like in the future because sometimes we all get sad we all may get a little like depressed or whatever that's common Mm -hmm. right but we can say like it'll get better people who are thinking about suicide don't don't see that like they, yeah, they, they there's see, no see there's that. no path toward better yes people love me but that doesn't make things better you know and so the chronic hopelessness and like apathy and um inability to just experience joy a lot of times is what um influences a person to think about dying in that manner um, outside of like assisted suicides with the you know, doctor's help and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So is mental health uh, hereditary or is it like what is mental health? What is that? Like is it like is it 
just an individual thing like is it something like suicide can suicide and i guess when she says what is what is she's probably okay so i guess the better answer i guess the better question would probably be is like depression is is those type of feelings hereditary is that so mental disorders and mental yes. illness mental, and I'm, yeah. I'm highlighting yeah. because a lot of times we have like this catch-all term like mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. right specific. like we all have mental health right. mm-hmm. I have mental health you have mental right. health and it doesn't necessarily mean disorder like right. if you have physical health right. it doesn't yes. mean that you have a yes. physical right. illness mm-hmm. right. That's a good point. so yeah. it's really important as we are having these conversations to really be clear about the differences between the two. So mm-hmm. I, I wrote down the definitions. I can share it with you all in your audience. Yes, thank you. Um, so mental health, a state of well-being in which every individual realizes their own potential, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Right? So those are the kind of core tenets. Can you live, work, be have decent relationships, mm-hmm. et cetera. That's how, that's the, those are the markers of mental. where you may be in your mental health okay. spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So you can be mm-hmm. mentally healthy or it can be a um, sub-threshold mental disorder, meaning that it doesn't meet the criteria mm-hmm. for depression mm-hmm. or anxiety or PTSD or bipolar, schizophrenia or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or it can be, severe or serious mental disorder and or mental illness. So I would like for us to think about it as a, as a spectrum. So when mm-hmm. we're talking about mental health, we're talking about just the health of your mind. When right. we're talking about a disorder or illness, we're okay. talking about a disorder and mm-hmm. illness. And typically, you understand a disorder or illness by the inability to do these things. Mm-hmm. Live, work, play, right, contribute to society, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So... Is it uh, hereditary? There are, there's a myriad of genetic, social, and environmental factors that contribute to whether a person would um, experience a mental disorder or mental illness. Mm-hmm. And it can be from your genes, right? Like my mom had bipolar, you know, and so you do have a genetic disposition. Bipolar is one of the major um, mental illnesses that, um, and schizophrenia, whereas um scientists are like yeah we think there's some genetic um piece here um and uh where was i going with that i forgot we were were talking about mental disorder oh is it hereditary yeah so then Mm -hmm. social factors can be um just like what happens in society Mm -hmm. i know when you all originally reached out to me um, to do the podcast, it was after like the um, a few suicides, a high a prominent people had died by suicide, mm-hmm. and you know if you think about the pressure of society to be this, to do that, to you know you're 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 not enough of this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. Like societal pressures mm-hmm. and expectations a lot of times contribute, mm-hmm. and then there is environmental factors like mm-hmm. you think about. Do you live in a depressive society? Mm-hmm. What's around you? Where's right. the grass? Where's the parks? You know what I mean? What what what's what's your living conditions? How does the city think about the area in which you live? Mm-hmm. Because it can be very depressive sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So all those factors um, contribute, and sometimes we don't know that all those factors are contributing, but mm-hmm. they but they do. Longstanding experiences of uh, patriarchy, oppression. Mm-hmm racism, etc., uh, neoliberal capitalism, like, mm-hmm. 
capitalism is oppressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Can I um this and this may be an odd question, but I I want to ask because I do you think someone who doesn't have any emotion, like doesn't react to things, do you think that that's part of a mental coping? Because I know some people who it's like. And it's not bad, but it's like they never have a reaction to anything. Like it's never, they're never angry. They're never sad. It's just like they never have a mental reaction to anything. It's like, okay, like I want like to get Yeah, I'm like, and I want to get to your level of where you're never angry. Unbothered. You're never, un, you're unbothered. I'm like, I wish I could be like that. Because I, I would say that I'm probably like a loony mm-hmm. person. Yeah, you don't because I think they're stuffing. They're yeah, stuffing. You want, that's you want to regulate. Yeah, you but don't that's want why to I ask. Yes. And that's yeah. why I ask. I'm like, is that a good thing? Like, if someone is never upset, so you never. It is a survival thing. Okay. Right? And our survival skills oftentimes um, uh, develop early in life. Mm-hmm. What happens is we grow up mm-hmm. and we keep certain survival skills during a time where we can actually thrive. Mm-hmm. Right. So I talk about kids a lot. Kids that have, you know, very whatever challenging grow environments where they grow up. Maybe their voice was suppressed. Children mm-hmm. don't have a lot of rights in mm-hmm. families. They mm-hmm. do what they're told, you know, go hug aunt, aunt uh, Tina. Mm-hmm. I don't really like Aunt Tina, but you need to hug her anyway. Mm-hmm. Show respect. You know, mm-hmm. so now you are being forced to, to do something. You know what I mean? Yes. That you don't want to do. Yeah. So people grow up with that mm-hmm. and they learn you upset with your mom but you can't say nothing to her about it mm-hmm. because you're going to get in trouble right. that's where you learn to, to suppress, suppress. Yeah. and stuff we talked about um will smith earlier right mm-hmm. like his mom is in this abusive relationship he mm-hmm. can't protect he learns how to deal with that right now he's using those same coping mechanisms that he may not have been able to use then and de- or maybe developed over time mm-hmm. and it has him in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's a good point yeah. so it is like i don't want to i don't want to um say that suppression is a bad thing mm-hmm. or compartmentalizing is a bad thing because a lot of times it's what helps you to survive mm-hmm. But the appraisal or the the thought is, is this a situation where I need to survive mm-hmm. or can I take some emotional risk to thrive here? Because mm-hmm. what happened is that person that suppresses nine times out of ten, you think they don't feel nothing and they are feeling everything internally. They are, yeah, they are imploding. They never say, I'm like, oh, do you like this? Yeah. So, like they can be so agreeable with just everything. And it's like, wow, like, do you... You know, I just wonder, like, do yeah. you have but an may, opinion? Do you have anything? Be, but it may be a people-pleasing piece oh, okay. that is associated with, um, you know, like, some of the personality disorder clusters, right? Like, mm-hmm. dependent. I'm, I'm afraid to tell you I disagree because you may not like me. And then if you don't like me, then who am I? Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a lot of the... It's so interesting having these conversations because sometimes the surface behavior mm-hmm. is like, oh, that's cool. But yeah. when you are down. digging in, it's like, actually, this for you is dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And for you, same behavior is actually very functional. You should keep doing this. Mm-hmm. You're doing this behavior. You shouldn't. Right. Right. right and right. so it's very tailored to who the person is, 
where they are in their journey mm -hmm. and where they want to grow. Because to right. be honest, everybody don't want to or have to grow. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's true. Because it's not it's always fun. No. Sometimes it's overwhelming and hard to most times yeah most times that's why you should well, get help yeah. with it most do you think everyone and, and needs therapy it. do you think everyone should automatically like it's it's <laughs> tiktok, TikTok is not, 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 not therapy tdj right. instagram is not it <laughs> that's some truth yeah do i think everybody i think everybody should check in mm -hmm. right i think the same way that we have our annual primary care visit to just check in, get your blood work done. Mm -hmm. I think people should have at least an annual or maybe quarterly That's good. check in. That's good. You yeah, know, like that. so that you, because we all have blind spots. There are mm -hmm. things that we miss, mm -hmm. we may not understand, or we feel like we got it, but then we're like, wait a minute. That's mm -hmm. actually, I don't know how many times in therapy I have to tell people, that's that's not actually what happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the mm -hmm. story you told yourself about this is not, is really? not actually... Okay, yeah what's going on you know what I mean mm -hmm. and so and you need to I talk think, to someone outside of your friends because like your friends a lot of times are going to they're very they're lying they throw well, around how they will handle the situation yes or they may, may they may want to hold your feelings they may not want to be honest with you yeah they align with you they yeah. they care about you in ways that your therapist you may be dealing yeah. with a guy <laughs> and then he's like girl it's okay yeah. like you know it'll come through and it's like no it's really not it's really not okay it's not that's not how you act that's not what you should be doing but they'll, yeah. you know, be or with you. specifically with women, because mm -hmm. I work, you know, in the spaces with women, and a lot of times relationships come up. Mm -hmm. And what doesn't get said often for women is this is your fault. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you are the one that mm -hmm. is misaligned here, right? You right. know, and yeah. sometimes your friends can't tell you that because right. they're invested in the relationship in a different type of a way with you mm -hmm. and so the the great thing about a therapist is that we are looking at the situation we we are there we, we are holding space for you mm -hmm. you know if you cry we're not gonna cry mm -hmm. but your homegirl will y'all yeah. crying together right. oh you know yeah, we will true. we will hold it and keep mm -hmm. the space safe for you for you to experience these emotions if you don't know how to experience them then we teach you how to experience them right so that you are not out here mm -hmm. smacking people you right. know what i mean right yeah yeah no we we um my best friend and i actually had some conversations about that and just in relationships in general as far as like romantic relationships like looking back and just being like you know what i actually put myself through some of that stuff that you know i may have went through mm -hmm. or just you know things of that sort and it's like you yeah. know or you are harming him mm -hmm. because a lot mm -hmm. of times like men they they women mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. a lot of times we're not socialized really even as a as a community, as a black community, mm -hmm. or as a community of women, to think about the mental health and well-being of men, mm -hmm. and we like to call them toxic and all those things, mm -hmm. but a lot of times we we fuel that and we abuse them. We said you said earlier, mm -hmm. words hurt. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, we sometimes we throw the first punch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And so I think therapy is a good place to reflect. Um, on that as well, you I know. I love the annual check-in. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed it for quarterly. You changed it quarterly. Quarterly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Even better. Since 
since you mentioned um, TikTok, um, how do you feel about social media and self-esteem and people comparing themselves to um, others on social media? What's your take? How do I feel about it? I mean, I think that it's a very dangerous place for some people. I think that degree of access um, without... That degree of access into other people's lives without clearly understanding, like without the ability to filter reality from presentation is a is a challenge. So like when you look at a movie, you understand it's a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Your your body understands how to Receive glean it. things mm-hmm. from movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But when you are looking at somebody's movie on social media, you don't necessarily have that um, filter to be able to place it in its proper category. So then you are flooded with mm-hmm. images and all these things that you're you're interpreting as real, and then you are using it to compare because a lot of times these are your peers or these are people that are notable or whichever, whichever. So I do think, I, I mean, it's not a horrible place, but I do think it's one of those places that you need to monitor how you are feeling after you have a session. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel well, check in with yourself. If you don't feel well or a couple of days after you, you're angry, you're, you know, maybe it's not the place for you. Yeah, that's good. I've come that's to realize good. for myself, yeah, that I, I have to step away from social media. And it's not even, I think, and I think it's sad because I, I hope kids these days have a sense of self as they're getting older since their whole lives are lived on social media. But I know for me, like, even right now, like, my my life is happy. I don't have anything to, when I'm off of social media, it, it's, it's weird because it's like your life can be going good. Like, everything in my life is, is, there's nothing that is wrong. But when you get on social media, I remember even when trying to get a house. I couldn't, you know, I'm trying to save money, so I couldn't go out. I didn't mm-hmm. want to, I didn't go out. I wasn't going on trips. But just even seeing someone going on a trip, it's almost like, dang, man, they're having fun. And, you know, I'm not having fun. Or just come even that comparison of, like, oh, I can't go and do that. Or, like, man, my life is boring because I don't ever do anything. But it's like, but you're doing it for a purpose, though. And so, you know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. doing it to reach a goal. But when you look back, you're that's how you feel. And so you sometimes, like, man, I got to take a break because... I'm literally sitting over here realizing that this is draining me, that this is, you know, causing me to think, oh, you know, I don't ever have any fun in my life. I don't mm-hmm. ever do anything. Or, you know, just even comparisons. Like, I'm, I um, have always had um, really insecurities about body issues. So you may look at something and you be like, dang, my friend just had a baby and she gonna snap back, like, mm-hmm. quick. You know what I'm saying? So you, I just start to realize that, you know, I'm like, you know what, sometimes I have to take a break. I have to take a mental break. Do you have kids that suffer with that? Like, a lot of kids that you... I don't work with children. So, I work with adults. adults. Do you have a lot of adults that suffer with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, very common. Mm -hmm. And what it... I mean, what it does... You know, because all social media is not bad. And and you can curate an experience on the internet, Mm -hmm. right? Depending on what you click, what you look Mm -hmm. at, or whatever. What you like. What you find they're going to take in. Yeah. You can curate a place that... You know, good vibes only. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people don't don't yeah. do that. And what it what it does, from my perspective, when people come in and they're like, 
I saw this on social media, I felt like this, mm -hmm. da, da 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 it gives insight into the deeper wound, mm -hmm. right? And right. so if you want to be exposed to your triggers, go to social media and mm -hmm. then go to therapy. You know what right. I mean? So right. that you can now process, like, mm -hmm. what's, what's the body issues or what's the uh, issues of comparison? Because mm -hmm. it's not necessarily social media that is doing that. Mm -hmm. You already... It's coming from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. have it. Mm -hmm. So, um, the if you want to use it as data, like mm -hmm. you, then you're like, okay, well, I have this. Mm -hmm. Now, what am I going to do about it? Right. 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 Um, because many people may look at the same pose mm -hmm. and not feel what you feel right. because they are mm -hmm. at a different place. Right. You know, right. not a better or worse place, but just mm -hmm. different. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the movie reel because that's so true. You can you can be whoever you want in social media, you know. You have to keep in mind that you're seeing the highlights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're seeing the highlights. Or you just Or yeah. the lowlights. Or, or people low trying to yes. you know, it's it's just it's like a busy marketplace. Yes. You know? Yes. And so go and get what you wanna get and get out of there. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't like to shop at that marketplace, don't go. So right. that's why, you know, people can make decisions about it. Yeah. Um that's true about the the um what you what you look at because I've noticed with the algorithm because mm -hmm. like you know I look at a lot of spiritual stuff mm -hmm. so on my timeline I get a lot of spiritual right. stuff because they see that's that's what I look at a lot mm -hmm. so you know I scroll to my timeline I got mm -hmm. scriptures I got you know mm -hmm. positive things of course there's negative also but yeah. you know I do have a lot of that on my timeline because. I think they realize that's what I look at a lot. Mm -hmm. And so they feed that to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. you can c control the narrative. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shoot. My social media is a mix up of, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> the different spaces I done been in, like, mm -hmm. from yes. like, where I done grew up to right. how I've matured. Yes. To, mm -hmm. I, it's like a, I mean, it's a good book. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then your friends send you, you know, you send send stuff, stuff whatever. I mean, me, me and my best friend, we send stuff back and forth. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just a, like a plethora of things. Like mm -hmm. you said, it's not all bad. Mm -hmm. It's not all bad, but it's just that you can go through those phases. I would be, you know, remiss if I didn't say that. Oh, okay, I never felt that way. I think a lot yeah. of people, you know, have it's very felt, common. Yeah, exactly. And so I just was like, you know what, I. I wonder if adults, you know, go the sad thing is a lot of adults don't even realize that what, like, what's it doing? Like, why do I need to take a break? I'm not that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not addicted to social media. You don't realize you know, you're addicted are. to social media yeah. until you wake up and that's the first thing you need to mm -hmm. check, or you feel lost, can't function without your phone, or when yep. you get bored, the first thing you need to do is pick up your phone. That's a lot of spare time when you're not yeah. on that social media. It's and a it's lot a of challenge. Stuff you don't miss. It's yes. you use it for business as well. Yes. it's a challenge yeah. because yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of adults struggle with it it is mm -hmm. not i mean youth they have their their own cadre of of issues that come along with it but grown successful people still struggle they struggle with mm -hmm. with it i, I look at social media not about learning so much like gone to therapy myself and also experience my mm -hmm. own growth mm -hmm. i like really look at people like when they post and just be like what was the mental Behind the post. Me too. Yeah. That's like, why I don't be on there. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. like, yeah. You, you just yeah. made that whole post to shine on yourself. Yeah. You can with, with mm -hmm. want to get everybody else the intent that you giving them a shout out, but really, yeah. the verbiage and everything that you just said was a highlight on how can I make use of this person to get what mm -hmm. I need. Mean. Yeah. It's just weird. And if you think Social about it, like, so one of the reasons why I don't engage mm -hmm. is because, like, 
that takes like 10 minutes to do, right? Like you read the post and then you have 10 minutes out of your life analyzing what was going on with what that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, they're not even paying. Yeah, it's like, deeper, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's deeper than what you're like. I'm starting to look at people like, yeah. why are you posting? Why are you doing but this? But you know what? Some, you said this. And what, yeah. what some people don't even believe or don't even want it if you ain't posting it. Like there's been times where certain friends are like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they want you to post for their birthday. It's yeah. not enough to just send them a text. And it's not enough to just and that's why that's it's not why enough I to stop. send you a text anymore. If if I really? send you a heartfelt yeah. text, no. <laughs> some people want post. you to post them on social media, yeah. tag them, and that's the have official. A whole thing. That's the official yeah. happy. My birthday. best friend and mm-hmm. I, I will say she's you know thank God, but there's been other friends that hey if you're not it, it, it literally is like if you don't post it then you didn't care. And the next thing you'll see stuff, and it's like but I just sent you a whole, a text, whole text or called you this morning and was saying how much I appreciate our friendship but it ain't good enough if, mm-hmm. if it's not exploited on social media it's like true. this is how people gauge friendships everything it's like relationships mm-hmm. this is how people communicate yeah. exactly. it's like, so it's very similar I keep bringing it back earlier when we were talking about Jada and Will she made her red table talk mm-hmm. and the assumption now is everybody knows mm-hmm. so even on social media like you have uh, people in your life that have these major milestones mm-hmm. and they're like I posted on social media you didn't tell me I didn't right. know anything about it, was, I didn't yeah. about it, it you personal. know so we don't have like this 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 yes. depth of connection is really being mm-hmm. lost you know right. even in even in dating now like it is it is mm-hmm. you people that dating like I can see where you are, the degree of access mm-hmm. that you have right. to, to people yeah. like this yeah. element of, of mystery or getting to know a person is is lost i can meet you get your social media and then see your pictures over the last five years and create an entire story about who you are and then have to pretend that i don't know any of it when i'm talking to you Mm -hmm. right you know what i mean exactly it's weird and it's like people will yeah, you'll find out about people's lives on social media before you will. And it's like, well, dang. And, then, and we don't my friend or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we don't talk to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, if it ain't on social media, I ain't really updating you about my life. Or I'm not really having back and forth conversations. I literally have friends that literally I'll, like, text them and be like, how you doing? What's up? Da, da, da. They post something on social media. I'll message them, and they'll have a whole conversation back and forth, literally in the DM. That's when I had to step away. I was like, "See, this shit is getting out of hand." Like, <laughs> I have a friend who you says know? that social media was created by antisocial people, right? Mm-hmm. So people who well, they don't, don't look antisocial when they going out and doing all this. No, meaning that they don't. It was created, not uh-huh. not consumed, but mm-hmm. it was created by people who maybe want to be distant and don't you know Mm -hmm. maybe don't have social skills to really connect with people Mm -hmm. right so it's now this this barrier Mm -hmm. between an actual human Mm -hmm. connection right you know what I mean so if you look at even what's happening in like meta the metaverse and mm, meta spaces yeah. you know it's it's these things that, that's that's crazy pulling us further and further away from yes. being able to do the this human experience right how like, do you think that's affecting like how do you think that's going to affect kids because like i said i worry about children's mental health when it comes to that like just growing up in a world already we went you know with covid we went so many years without kids being able to be social so now when you add on the layer of social media, even with my daughter, I'm like, 
hey, you need to get out. Like, we need to go take a walk. Why aren't you calling your friends? Like, why don't you want your friends to come over here? I'm like, your friends need to be coming over. No, they talk to, to each other sleep. on the headphones. Yes. Through I'm like, the, we need to. I'm through like, the games. Yes. And so I worry about her social interactions yeah. because I'm like, hey, why aren't your friends coming over here? She doesn't. She's like, oh, I don't want anybody coming, you know, coming over. I'm like, you know, your friends should be spending the night. It's you already showing up. Yeah. yeah, and I'm. So how I was, old is your daughter? She's fourteen. Yeah. So the gener the people before her, mm -hmm. you see how they behave. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's what it look. That's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, like even when I work, mm -hmm. like the college level, like for, like mm -hmm. the freshmen, mm -hmm. they don't. If you say something like, um, call this person. Mm -hmm. They don't have the skill set sometimes to be able to do that. It's like, yeah, I can just send them a text like, no, pick up the phone. Hi, this is so and so. Call you know what I mean? Like, it's like, scary. Like, it's like, scary. Yeah, making, a, scary. making an appointment. Yeah. Well, I have to so tell my daughter yeah, now because okay. she'll be like, I want to order something. I want to order something, and I'm like, well, you know, I gave you, you got a credit card now. You can stand here and call. And she's like. Well, can you call them and tell them? I'm like, no, Cindy, you need to learn how to call and have a conversation. Yeah. You and almost have to teach exactly that skill like now. So like, it has to be taught. Yeah, yeah. it's yes. almost like you have to teach it. So, so it's not, it's, it is not, it's second implied. nature. It's not second nature. Because we all had to learn it. But right. we had to learn it because mm -hmm. the world that we lived in required that's us to learn we, that skill. That's how we interact. So now that right. the, the, right. the world in this like digital space yeah. in the United States, really, yeah. is not a requirement. And so there are skills, like the, the way that this new generation know how to do common core math, mm -hmm. and they know how to do... And we don't know how to yeah, do Yeah, and they know how to operate yeah. certain machines and things like that. Like, there's value there. Yes. Um, but there's also, you know, within... Because they come out knowing how to do a cell phone. They know how to do those things, <laughs> yeah. right? So our, our, our world, the United States, will be different moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want these skills, it's kind of like... Home ec. Remember when home ec was in school, and now it's it's not really in home ec mm -hmm. because um, it's not home ec is not there because you know women like began to work, and now you are preparing women to enter a workforce as mm -hmm. opposed to working within the home. Right. So it's just a indicative of the shift in culture, um, in culture mm -hmm. and society, and what society needs. But if you want to keep that. You have to kind of do it, you know, yeah. like cursive writing. Do they teach yeah. that in no, school anymore? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's no. How can we there. do that, Shatia? Though, how how can we keep our, you know, because like I said, I have a I have a teenager. So how can I help her to have a sense of self and know that hey, social media is not, you know, to to make sure she remains positive. I mean, of course, I check in with her. We, you know, I like to think that we have a good relationship, but. I don't know. I just want to make sure that she doesn't allow it to affect her. She does have a very, she's very strong will, but I want to make sure that she continues entering to high school. This is her last year in middle school. How can I keep her from, you know, falling into those comparisons and things of that sort? Or is it just like, hey, that's natural. She's just going to have to go through it. So I would say that um, a friend of mine, we were actually talking last night about um, we were talking about what it is to be like dark-skinned women mm -hmm. and different messages that we heard like growing up mm -hmm. and how we heard them and mm -hmm. so um, and some we shared in common mm -hmm. um, and some was like very different and so we talked about how her mother handled it and my mother handled it mm -hmm. and how they tried to get in front of it 
by affirming, mm-hmm. right? Blackness. Black is beautiful. Black mm-hmm. is this. Black is that. Those kids said that. They're going to want you later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those types of things. So, as opposed to, um, you know that she's going to experience certain things in life. Mm-hmm. But if you get in front of it by affirming whatever it is that you think that she could possibly be using to compare herself to others and feel sad about it mm-hmm. by by affirming her and uh, edifying her in those ways and not necessarily doing it while comparing like while while comparing mm-hmm. but just doing it alone mm-hmm. right so you know your body is beautiful if she has weight or whatever mm-hmm. you know body image issues mm-hmm. so you are just affirming mm-hmm her physical self mm-hmm. but not saying well people gonna get out there and tell you mm-hmm. that your body is this and that you need to know that it you don't have to add that extra piece at the end right you can just say oh you you know you're you're beautiful you're smart you're this you're this you're that mm-hmm. and when and that becomes the automatic thought in her head because a lot of times the the things that we think of as like adults Mm-hmm. is a, a a voice that we heard earlier in life that mm-hmm. kind of just stays on repeat in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So you can um, give it to her so much, that is the voice she reflects on mm-hmm. when the inevitable happens. Because mm-hmm. she will compare, mm-hmm. right? A part of her developmental life stages is to, at some point, she's going to draw, move away from you, mm-hmm. and her friends are going to be the most important people to her. Right. And it's probably happening mm-hmm. um, in around 15, 16, mm-hmm. 17. Mm-hmm. Parents are like, I he never wants to spend time with mm-hmm. me anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Because developmentally, mm-hmm. that's what she's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so in that, it is comparing. This person has this, this person has that. She's supposed to do that. It's normal. So you should know that it's normal. Mm-hmm. But what you also know is that even with than normal, mm-hmm. um, there can be uh, variants that move to a disorder. We talked earlier about the mm-hmm. spectrum, right? right? right. So mm-hmm. it can move to a disorder. So you don't know that as a parent, you just get in front of it. So mm-hmm. when she's doing normal behavior, mm-hmm. you set her up to be able to do it in a healthy way. Okay. Yeah. That was like That's a good. long... <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I had a quick question on, a, um, on the topic of... Um, well, it's about the therapy, but if you know someone who is experiencing a mental breakdown and you know clearly they're having a mental breakdown and you... What's a mental breakdown? Um, you know I like to define Yes, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> question. They are... Um, like, they're just... Okay, maybe more of like they're experiencing... Um, like you mean like like a, in a in a physical aspect like right. trying to, like, like like they're crying they're, um right. can't really articulate their feelings but trying to get it out yes um yes or they are um like get real angry you know and um they get real angry and then you isolated know, isolating or maybe you experience them talking to themselves you know and things of that nature. And so, like, you're trying to get them help. But whenever you reach out to get help, it's always, like, um, the professionals is always, are they deemed uh, um, a danger to themselves or others? And if you if they're not deemed that, then they won't step in to help. At the acute level, right? So, meaning that if you're calling, a, like, a hospital. Right. You know, or, like, a crisis team. Yes. 
Or like a mental a wellness check. Like you want somebody to come in and do a wellness check. So wellness checks are typically done by like crisis team or, or police. Okay. It's like, hey. Like if they're in danger. I haven't, I haven't heard um, Mo in three days. It's not like her. And the last time I, I spoke to her, she was not feeling well. Can, can, can somebody go by her house? You mm-hmm. can call your local police station and mm-hmm. ask them to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a wellness check. The, um, if you are calling... If someone is having, if you say mental breakdown, there's, there's, it's broad, right? If they're having a psychotic break, meaning that they are not in touch with reality, they are um, delusional, um, having hallucinations, etc. And it's, and they don't, and they are a lot of times hallucinations. They call them command type hallucinations, where the hallucin, the the voice tells you to kill yourself or hurt somebody or hurt yourself you know what I mean and mm-hmm. sometimes people listen and follow the voice right that meets the criteria of somebody to come right now and assess mm-hmm. and possibly get them to safety if someone is crying and they're sad and depressed and they are not thinking about harming themselves or someone else then that may be better suited for what's called outpatient Right, so you may not. Um, we wouldn't want them to go to like a hospital because it takes because away from the people who who are actually in danger. Right. You know what I mean? So there, there's uh, um, there's levels to it. If someone is actively suicidal or homicidal, or you know, sometimes people are having their first psychotic break, like it's called like late onset, mm-hmm. and they. Um, so it's like children who have like psychosis by the time they become adults a lot of times they've developed the coping skills to know how to deal with it sometimes adults who have their first experience of psychosis they don't have any uh, previous experiences with it so it, it's it's a major emergency because now like I'm, I'm 35 years old and I'm like now hearing these voices I've never heard before I don't know what's going on I'm scared etc etc a lot of times that ends in hospitalization as well. Okay. Does that answer your question? It does. It does. So there's different levels of, of what we they have to assess of the what we call a breakdown mm-hmm. in amongst lay individuals or in the culture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But sometimes it's just hard when you are the family member and you know that person is going through something, and you know it may seem like they're not a. Uh, danger to themselves or others but you've seen behavior that maybe could be but like if they come and check maybe they don't exhibit it at that moment you know and then they're like okay you know we can't do anything but it's just sometimes it's it's challenging as a family member for sure right trying to get help for you know somebody so the thing is because at the moment where you are calling emergency services they are coming to assess to see if they are if they have to overstep that person's individual rights okay right do i have to use my authority given by the state to take you away from here Mm -hmm. whether you want to go or not Mm -hmm. so that's what they're coming to assess but family member not but and sometimes that happens to family members Mm -hmm. it hurts to see the people that you love hurt Mm -hmm. you know and this is why emotional regulation is important for all of us, because if we have someone that's very close to us that's having a hard time and they are not ready to do something about it, 
we then have to regulate our own it's emotions yeah. and we cannot overstep because we don't have the we could be there for as much as our bandwidth allows us to be there but we can't make them right and so from like motivational um theory and psychology whatever there's a stage called like pre-contemplation stage and then there's contemplation stage. So pre-contemplation stage often talks about, like, I don't even know it's a problem. You ever had those people that's, like, completely oblivious? Everybody around them knows, like, something, Yes. this is not good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And But they're like, I'm living my best life. They're, I'm, I'm all right. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have addiction because I'm doing one, two, and three. And I don't have, you know, they are aware. And mm-hmm. then the next stage is contemplation where they are aware but not ready to do anything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we have to respect people in that stage like you know something is going on i know it we all know it but they haven't moved to the stage of action yet and that is actually a process a a, a actual distinct stage in the stage of change you know what i mean and it hurts Mm -hmm. like shit excuse Mm -hmm. my english you know what i mean because you want the best for the people that you love and the people that are in your lives but you can't do it for them that's their journey and so you learn how to regulate your own emotions and even have boundaries about it. Because a lot of times, especially as black women, we feel that we have to swoop in and save. And when we can't do that, we feel completely hopeless and incapacitated, mm-hmm. you know? And But that's our own stuff and how we were socialized that we may have to look back and say, okay, maybe me being a savior is actually harmful to me because I'm not trusting that this person can even do it. That's right. so good. So it com- goes right back to the whole theme of our conversation. Each person has to be accountable for themselves mm-hmm. and their emotions. Mm-hmm. You have to manage your emotions within the situation. That's true. Good. How do you feel about um, like social media type therapy? Like better help. I know they promote that a lot. I use better help. Yeah. So yeah. better. I used to work for better help. You like it? My clients were um, pleased. Mm-hmm. What are, but so me, it, they don't pay well. Really? <laughs> but but um, I think it's a really good um, option for mm-hmm. folk, okay. you know? Um, so I wouldn't call that, like, social media. They, they're... Yeah, because they do a lot of advertising. They advertise on social media, but it's not But they have, media. like, licensed clinicians... Mm-hmm. Um, what is social media therapy then? Like TikTok, like they have videos on TikTok. They have videos that come o- across Instagram, and they're just stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. speaking on stuff that people have. Yeah, so, so you have sometimes people that are motivational speakers, mm-hmm. right? Motivational speaking is not therapy, mm-hmm. um, and it is motiv- motivational. Mm-hmm. So I like to um, say like motivation. No speaking is very, uh, it's like going to get a dress off the rack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this fits, this feels good, I'm cute, right? Mm-hmm. Therapy is getting something custom made. Mm-hmm. It fits your body like a glove, mm-hmm. right? So there's a space for social media motivation, but it can't necessarily, and it can be therapeutic. I think I said this last time. Yeah. It can be therapeutic. But it's not there. But it's yeah, not. It I can't never be. even look at it because I follow some doctors who are on there that post things, but I would never but you, look to use that as therapy. But you have a type of, so there's different types of therapy, mm-hmm. right? One component of um, 
the therapy process is something called psychoeducation, mm-hmm. right? So psychoeducation is just teaching about what a disorder is, how it how it manifests, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Some of the things that I did here today mm-hmm. when I asked you, well, what do you think it is? You know, that's psychoeducation. That can happen. It should happen on social media. It should happen on all the, the, the outlets because it's, it's education. Right. Mm-hmm. But the pieces of therapy that is... Um, helping you to unpack your own life and patterns mm-hmm. it can't it can't happen on social media because that person doesn't know you right right but the psychoeducational portion of it of course you know it is mm-hmm. just like going to wikipedia or something like that mm-hmm. you know but the the the, the one that's going to really like change your life mm-hmm. um i don't think that it can happen on social media do you think that virtual therapy is as as effective as in-person therapy? It is. It is. Okay. Um, the science says that it is as well. That's, that's not just my opinion. Um, but it's not effective for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it depends on what your um, symptoms are. Mm-hmm. But it, I do it. All I'm 100% virtual. Okay. Before the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and so it does, it does work. And the connection happens, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It, it's no different. But some disorders you may not want to um, do it that way. Or mm-hmm. people may be a part of the digital divide and don't have access or right. have, you know, to, to technology or can't work technology. Where mm-hmm. if the technology then becomes a barrier to mm-hmm. the, the, the work, right. then telehealth may not be the best option right. for them. That's good. Yep. So we, we mentioned about microaggressions. Um, at work, um, and in different, we were kind of discussing like what, what are some what example? Yeah, like yeah. what, what is it? Do you mind like going into details like micro microaggressions? I'm pretty sure people probably hear it, see it, and just brush it under the shoulder, thinking that nah, this person wouldn't do that, or my boss wouldn't say nothing to me. Like they don't, they don't feel this way. Yeah, that's a microaggression. You just defined it. It's okay. like an everyday. You know, <laughs> it's an everyday slight or insult or so or it's know. like common, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times it's unknown to the person that's delivering the microaggression mm-hmm. and it's heavily felt by the person who's on the receiving mm-hmm. of end of it. Um, and so there's three different types, typically um, micro invalidation where they like when you're being gaslit, they're undermining your experience. You know, when you uh, oh, wow, you did a good job. That could be it because <laughs> like, the, sorry, because the the um, the underlying insult is that I, I didn't think that yes, I wouldn't expect you to be able to do this. It's also a micro insult, subtle or rude um, comments. You know, people would make. And then there's a micro assault, which is like name calling. She's a this or he's a that, you know, and those types of things happen. And oftentimes it happens. It's a power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the insult, assault or invalidation, it is um, delivered to someone who is in a traditionally marginalized community. So it could be the LGBTQ community. It could be based off of race. It could be based off of degree of ability, mm-hmm. um, class, class, um, et cetera, et cetera. But most times, um, I don't say most times, many of the times, it is, it's race-based um, at work. Do y'all feel like y'all ever experienced, Michael? I, I got them. 
people um, like we don't talk about that here. Yeah. But a lot of trauma happens in the, work the workplace, yeah. especially yeah. with like how the hierarchy and such is, mm -hmm. is set up and not even racial hierarchy, like the hierarchy in the workspace. Because mm -hmm. if you have a person who is a, a supervisor, but that is very um, critical and mm -hmm. non-affirming or whichever, right. for whatever reason, that's their personality for someone else coming in there and working at the entry level, that could be a very harsh, unsafe, and toxic space. Mm -hmm. And then the pressure, we spoke about suicide, the pressure is, I should be able to deal with this. You don't want to call it abuse, but it's abuse happening at work. You mm -hmm. don't want to call it that, and you feel you begin to internalize it as if something is um, inherently wrong with you because you ha don't have the... the um, basis to be like no this is this is not me because we're socialized to get in a job do well grow mm -hmm. make the ball make the boss happy many of the things right we said before about children remember i mm -hmm. talked about how children didn't have those rights so a lot of times we get into the workspaces and recapitulate and 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 and, and act out a lot of our early childhood drama mm -hmm. as well and not just the and at, at all levels mm -hmm. So it's all connected. Yeah. Y'all see how my brain works. I'll be doing yes. everything. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It definitely makes sense. It all connects. It all connects. Yeah. What kind have y'all experienced? Y'all got me talking about my stuff. Um, well, from a personal, I with my last position, um, me and the boss kind of like we we were cool. But it was almost as if, like, I felt like she didn't trust me and trust my work. So it was more so, like, I would hear, like, different comments from, like, the male person. You've been here longer than what I would have thought. Like, mm -hmm. another black man. I'm, like, I'm hearing all these different comments mm -hmm. coming from different angles. Wow. Not just the USPS mailman, but the FedEx guy. Mm -hmm. They're still here. That's good, Chels. Keep it up. Like, wow. And so it, it's made me, like, wondering. Like, I know in time mm -hmm. I'm going to see mm -hmm. why they're making these comments. Right. So I don't really have to, mm -hmm. you know, ask too many questions. Just let it play out. Mm -hmm. So going on, I'm, I'm realizing, like, why they're making these comments. Um... I was, it came a point in time where I really wasn't, like, happy to come to work. And I guess she must have felt that, like, I wasn't coming to the back. I was staying in the front of the office. Mm -hmm. Wasn't letting her out, like, hi, do my rounds. Like, hi, I'm here. Like, she felt that. Mm -hmm. And it was one time she was scheduling me and was like, can we talk? I'm like, yeah. And she was like, it doesn't seem like you're happy at work. And I'm like, well, if you want to talk, let's get to the I'm like, mm -hmm. I kind of feel like you don't trust me. Mm -hmm. And then we're working at home and you're asking me, like, kind of micro- micromanagement and mm -hmm. I don't work like that like I, unless I give you a reason to micromanage me don't do that mm -hmm. so it's like you questioning me about stuff that you're just not looking at and can't and can't find mm -hmm. so she's like well I, I sent you this yesterday but I don't see it on here I sent you this I'm like well take your time if you got a list of whatever you want to go through we can go through it but it's complete yeah mm -hmm. I worked while I was at home yeah. <laughs> right. so right. like you don't, you don't have to like yeah. you can do you that's why I was like do you have a problem with trusting me like right. you don't trust that I'm doing mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about that here or, I, this is the job that I was assigned to do I'm going to do it mm -hmm. and and so everybody's just like, I don't know how you got along with everybody clashes were. I don't know how I got along either, but she ain't talked to me any kind of way. <laughs> when I got it, I didn't, I didn't allow that. 
<laughs> and it could be bosses even whenever you do something good, it's like very quiet. But when you do something wrong, it's, it's like loud. very loud. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you made this one mistake and I knew you was going to do it. So let me go ahead and announce <laughs> it and say it to everybody that you did it. Sending out emails and then you having to talk to them and be like, hey, I feel like this is something that you could have kind of talk to me about if you felt like I did this wrong. I'm okay to admit that I'm wrong because I'm that type of person. Like, hey, if I don't know something or if I may have did something wrong, I'm completely fine with saying like, oh, you know what? I messed up. Let me go ahead and fix that. I'm okay with that. But if you're going to continue to, you're not going to pretty much uh, make a, pretty much, I guess what you could say, make an example out of me or try to use me as an example. I don't think that that's the right way. And I don't know. Some people might be like, well, you know, that's that's okay. That's how a boss, you know, has to do. But to I'm show like, people make yeah, this. Yeah, but all bosses are not good But bosses. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. that you need to put it on the forefront. Even with me. Even Delivery sometimes, is yes, Exactly. Even with me, sometimes if somebody does something wrong, it's never, oh, y'all, let me tell y'all this. Let me send an email out to everybody. Please don't make this mistake because Chelsea did this and mm-hmm. this was wrong. It would never be like that. It would be like, hey, let's make sure that we're putting this right because I've noticed that some people... In general, just keep it general. Keep it general. But no, it'll be like, oh no, don't do this because Lindsay did this and it was wrong. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, just little instances. But you're frustrated that these things are because of, um, like race, gender, sexual orientation. Oh, like, I, think definitely, I think it's definitely age, race and gender. Age. I definitely think it's race and gender because like I said, when you do something, when you've completed or done a project or did something, it's like, mm, you know what I'm saying? Okay, thanks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for turning this in. Thanks. And that's it. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's wow, not as loud. It's not really as voice. Me out. You're really yeah, exactly. It's not voiceless <laughs> or whatever. Or, you know, if you do something like, let's just say there's a, a email with big people on it. And they're like, hey, I was looking for this. I was looking for this. Um, let's just say um, they're like, oh, I was looking for this document. And I can't find it. Let's just say you respond to the email. You say, hello, I've attached the document. It's here. You you know, whatever. Then they'll respond on the email thread and be like, just for future note, the documents are always stored here, mm-hmm. um, and you can always find it here. Please so um, that's let me know it, if you have any questions. So it's like, well, I sent it to them. So why did you need to go back and follow through and say something? What be killing me when you be when you be uh, bringing it to their attention? They be acting like I didn't mean any harm by it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. when people do that. But that's what that's a part you know of it. It's like that. It's an everyday. Um, <laughs> yep. Because it's so common, mm-hmm. the the perpetrator of the assault gets to lean on their intent. Mm-hmm. And what we do know is that intent is not indicative of impact. Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily thinking about how they are impacting you because many people uh, were socialized in the world where they can only think of, they only have to think about what they meant by it mm-hmm. and not what was experienced by the person. So earlier we spoke about communication. Communication is two ways. I can say things all day to Mo, but if she is not understanding, then it's my responsibility now to, um, and hours together to commit to be able to mm-hmm. understand and hear each other. But a lot of times when you have that, like, hey, I, did, I didn't mean anything by it, right? Mm-hmm. That's also an invalidation because it's telling you, you're doing too much. You, you're too sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. You are making a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. And so then they are... But those disclaimers don't always make it better neither. Like when... For mm-hmm. jokes. Like when yeah. jokes are being made. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's harmful. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. why it's, that's why it, it's and harmful. It's and if a... you call it out, then you get called angry. Yeah, yeah. right. Because if you know or what's happening... Right. Right. Or you know I'm just... Or, it's yeah. your two 
this is a workplace. No, what this is a workplace where yeah. all adults. You have to learn how to take constructive criticism. Yeah, right. This is a workplace. Do y'all think that? Um, because sometimes what I've come to notice too, though, is like with, and I don't know if it's a gender thing, but I kind of wonder if it is because I've had a male boss, and I'm okay with taking. It, it's like. I'm okay with taking their, um, if you can be blunt with me. I'm not someone that's like, oh my God, I'm going to cry myself to sleep because you were blunt with me. I'm fine with that. But I feel like with male bosses, it's like, you you know, you, sometimes you they can say something like, hey, you know, can you get this done, whatever. But I feel like sometimes when it comes to female bosses, it's a demeaning. It's like, you need to, you know. Yeah, I think it's a delivery. So I don't know if it's a delivery, just, you know, from person to person or if it's like, is this a gender thing? I think like, there is a lot of space for healing within mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times there's this air of competition when mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be there. There's this, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of additional factors that mm-hmm. may be playing in right. that that mm-hmm. makes the dynamic much more challenging. So mm-hmm. I... I I've experienced that, yeah. you know, as well. Mm-hmm. And I and I have worked for um, some male bosses before, and it was it was smoother, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and I've had some really amazing um, female bosses as well. Yeah. But I also have had some where there's this additional element that is like operating like in the background, you know. Like and then mm-hmm. and because of my work, I I. I'm able to figure out what it is, right. you know what I mean? And it's like, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting yeah. because now you are having to um, um, regulate the, her mm-hmm. emotions because she doesn't know how right. to do it. Exactly. And she uh, lacks awareness and has been um, socialized and, and, and reinforced in her dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it feels like this is just... I'm I'm being a good boss and I mm-hmm. I need to do one two and three you know or I'm a strict boss oh, I'm, I'm about it I'm yeah. about it like I'm serious about my work and da-da-da. yeah and they create like, this mm-hmm. story around it mm-hmm. and not understanding that you know this is not doing how it much. is and and, mm-hmm. and also to um, broaden the scope oftentimes you know women feel like they have to take on male or more masculine attributes in certain workspaces and a lot of times that gets projected onto Mm -hmm. subordinates you know what I mean because of what they may be dealing with Mm -hmm. at their particular level so it's multi-level and it's a lot. Multi-faceted. (laughs) (laughs) But this is great this is great conversation because um, these things come up and so, listeners, when they come up, you you have some tools how to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> or at least some things so, to think about. Yes. The, last, the last question. Um, have you seen an increase, I guess, during the pandemic, um, post-pandemic? We're kind of still in it. Um, but have you seen an increase in minorities seeking therapy? Um, that's really hard for me to answer because my practice is for black people. So mm-hmm. all of my all of my everybody that comes through mm-hmm. most times and not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um but most of the clients that are seen through my company are have you seen more like more interest more um or your client base is like consistent. 
It's pretty consistent. Okay. I find, I mean, in the summer, it drops off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> people are a little more happier than sunny. I've, um, I've heard that during yeah. the winter months that people could people have a hard time. Faster, yeah. People have a hard time in the winter. In the summer months, it kind of drops off. But I do think I, I like to watch reality shows and things like that. And I do think that there are more conversations about mental health. Um, and mental disorders and stress and such and I do appreciate I do appreciate that um, and even even like locally with like Housewives of Potomac um, there was a therapist there that you know I'm familiar with and I, it was nice to see her on TV like mm-hmm. like doing yes. therapy mm-hmm. you know or even two there's two um, it was uh, Esther and it was Ava Laura, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is these are people that I know and I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. um, and they are like, and I know that they're good at what they do, mm-hmm. and so it's really cool to see it, to to see that, you know. Um, and I always cringe when the therapists are horrible on those shows, though. Like, yeah, because oh. yeah, like, you know it from here. Yeah, like, like yeah. this is not good, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. But I I always celebrate when I see like, oh yeah, this is quality, you know, this is mm-hmm. quality. How do you know that though? Like, I mean, like has a person is there something that we should be looking for in particular when when going to therapy or is it just yes okay. so it's like dating mm-hmm. right like if you're not feeling the vibe get out of there it's mm-hmm. probably not the best fit for you mm-hmm. um you would want to understand their philosophy mm-hmm. like what do they why do they practice therapy and what do they which philosophy do they like predicate their interventions on mm-hmm. um because a lot of times it may be very rigid and not f- flexible. They mm-hmm. may be trying to fit you into their philosophy when you may not necessarily fit. Okay. Um, so good examples of, of questions is like that. What is your philosophy? What do you think about, you know, family? What do you think about? Because um, like some therapists sometimes I will give you a whole lot of worksheets. Like mm-hmm. some therapists are really good at like, you got homework. Homework. You have to do a lot of writing outside of therapy. But I like I liked it because mm-hmm. it had me thinking about my own. Yeah. Like, so me, questions. I don't I don't give a lot of writing homework. Mm-hmm. I give a lot of thinking homework. Mm-hmm. You know, I give a lot of um, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of my clients are doers, yeah, I do something. It's yeah. like let's practice doing nothing. You know right. what I mean? Okay. And be, yeah. and I I I like to do a lot of you know, healing type mm-hmm. of work. You right. know, so I like to get in really, really deep. You have some therapists that, mm-hmm. that don't like to get in that deep. Right. So um, it's good to just ask questions about their philosophy, how long they've been practicing, mm-hmm. you know, what's their been what's their experience experience working with whatever your identity is in various intersections. You right. know what I mean? Um, and have they been able to do it with a degree of success. Right. Um Sometimes on on TV, when I see the therapist just giving like a lot of advice, I'm like, like no, really, no, it's mm-hmm. not a lot of advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought that's <laughs> what therapists. I thought they were supposed. No, to No, that's why people don't go. They're okay. like, hey, can no therapist tell me what to do with my life? That's mm-hmm. why people don't go because they think it's advice. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's advice. not supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But if your therapist is like just giving you a whole lot of advice, and your therapist is doing the work for you, yeah, and, dire- and directing okay. your life, uh-huh. that's a good and you point. don't learn how to do it for yourself, right? You know yeah, what right, I mean? Right. That's good. So that's one of the things that keeps people out of it. Because mm-hmm. if you think you're gonna go somewhere and somebody just keep giving you advice all the time, and you feel like you know, yeah, what am I going to therapy for? Right? Yeah, yeah. This has been great. 
great, great, great conversation. Is there anybody like that you like want to give therapy to? Like, do you ever look at people or have kind of like meet people like I want to give them therapy or I want to do therapy? Like, I want to get to know. Mm-hmm. No, you never mm-hmm. had that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they come in for a consult, mm-hmm. so typically they come in for a consult, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I really want to help you, but mm-hmm. it's because they came to me. Right. I don't really just be mm-hmm. just like, on the beach, see. like yeah, I seeking out people. You, know I mean? like, well, you don't ever see people's behaviors. It's I like, do. Oh, I I observe oh, all okay. the time. This mm-hmm. is why I like reality shows. I get okay. to look at it, but I don't have to do anything about it. Yeah, I get to look at it and mm-hmm. dissect it and. Mm-hmm break it mm-hmm. apart because I do enjoy it like mm-hmm. I, I love what I do mm-hmm. but I don't have to do, I can just eat popcorn and be like ooh <laughs> this is a lot can you tell though it's hard person, for me to watch huh? shows for that reason can you tell in person though like when you see someone like no they, they all the time they therapy. Okay. all the time mm-hmm. okay I just you know mm-hmm. boundaries I'm not at work mm-hmm. because I need to be yeah. off of work yeah right, right. Exactly. like I need to yeah. and I'm real serious about mm-hmm. off of work you gotta have your you gotta have your you time yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and okay. so I, I all the time you okay. know and it's just like mm, you know yeah yeah okay well this has been good I'm all I'm all for mental health mental health is real mm-hmm. it's um, so real it's, it's so broad it, it's a lot that goes with it it affects at a very young age um in utero and mm-hmm. yeah it starts before it's, you even come out mm-hmm. yes i've heard yeah yeah i've heard that and as me being a like a, a new mom still mm-hmm. new my son is too mm-hmm. i'm really starting to see that mm-hmm. they learn from a very like a lot yes. of a lot of the things that we do as adults mm-hmm. were learned and picked up as children mm-hmm. yes, yes. But we don't think that the we don't think five that years until is the most critical in terms of learning. Yeah, the first five years is interesting. Yeah, it sets the tone for foundation. Mm-hmm. It does absolutely. It does. Yeah. So we could talk about this all yeah. like for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> like mental health. But you know what this means? Mm-hmm. We got to You're coming back. Get back on. Yes. You'll be like the OEL therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, do, I think we should do a show where, like, us getting therapy, like, on different... Mm-hmm. If that would be interesting. That. that would yeah. be interesting. Yeah. 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 If you would be open to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if we yeah. brought something up, Y'all like, have to sign disclaimers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not even... Yeah. Like, say yeah. Yeah. Because it could get... It yeah. Get deep. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So you would have to make sure y'all you want yeah, that. Yeah, that she would yeah, be like that. That would be on front street. Everything be out. And Shatia says she ain't can she can't get in the blame for it. So I gotta tell you what the real thing is. I gotta make sure you probably Please subscribe to our podcast on everyone's lips. That's with the apostrophe S on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other platforms where you may consume podcasts. Please give us a rating, five-star rating, or very much appreciated. But all honest feedback is welcome. You can email us at contactoblpodcast at gmail.com. There you can give us feedback on our shows. You can give us show ideas. Um, whatever you're interested in, whatever you feel like we should know, you can email it to us. We're on Instagram um, at OEL Show, And we're also on Facebook, and that's on everyone's lips. Again, that's with an apostrophe S. Um, our website is oelshow.com, and our feedback hotline is 571-206-8292. And the same thing that you can do on email, you can do on the feedback hotline. 
Yes, <laughs> ladies, this has been great. Shatia, thank you so much. Thank you for having yes. me. This is thank always you, a good time you. with you beauties. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And mental health, everyone out there, just, you know, seek it. Keep your your head up. And like we learned today, mental health is a spectrum. We all have mental health. Yes. But we need to make sure that we're keeping it in check and we're doing some check-ins. And I love the quarterly check-in. And um, just um, if you feel something or if you need to talk to somebody, seek it out. Until we meet again, live well, laugh often, and love much. Shatia, do you have any, um, you want to give our listeners, followers, your social media contact info? Yes, I have a website, uh, www.inme.com. That's E-Y-E-I-N-M-E.com. We're also on LinkedIn, or you can give us a call at one 833 I know E Y E K N O W or three nine three five six six nine one eight three 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 nine three five six six nine. Um, and thank you.